The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls lost last night against the New Orleans Pelicans, and we're going to talk about why, even outside of the officiating, the Bulls made some key mistakes down the stretch that they need to tighten up going forward into the season. We're also going to talk about the rumors of AD coming to Chicago. I'm going to debunk that just a little bit. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so the Bulls lost to the Pelicans, and while the officiating in this game is going to be a big part of the story, because the officiating absolutely fucking sucked. And I'm sorry, I've been trying to do my best not to curse on the show as much as I usually do. But listen, that officiating last night was some of the worst officiating I have personally ever seen in a game consistently. And it was just geared towards one team. I've seen some bad officiating throughout whole games where the the officials are just bad in general. But it really did seem like, and you know, for those that are conspiracy theorists, you can paint a, a theory in which the refs were out to get the Chicago Bulls. But with that being said, right? All that aside, yes, the officiating did suck. Yes, Stacey King and that broadcasting team did a lot of on the replay to point out calls that that uh, that the referees missed. And a lot of those opening one against Patrick Williams, he was fouled. Javante Green called for a foul call when it was a clean block um, down the stretch of the game. Several foul, missed foul calls as well, all going in the favor of the Pelicans, not in the favor of the Chicago Bulls. The free throw discrepancy, 36 to 18, as far as the Pelicans shooting more free throws than the Chicago Bulls. All that is valid. All that is true. All that happened, right? Can't take that away. But even outside of the officiating, the Bulls still were in position to win this game. And the thing that affected the Bulls were the scoring droughts. And that's one of the biggest concerns for this Bulls team so far this season that I see. We consistently go in these periods of time where three, four, five minutes in games where we just cannot buy a bucket. And that is one of the biggest concerns with this is because while the Bulls are do go on those stretches where they can't score, we're allowing the other team to score as well. It would be different if it was just a defensive game in which neither team was scoring for big chunks of times, but it's the Bulls going on these scoring jobs where they just can't buy a bucket. And some of the reasons that play into that and some of the things that showed its head, its, its ugly head last night, early shots in the shot clock. Not setting up for offense, not moving without the ball, uh, too much isolation ball, which hasn't really been the biggest story, of course, of the Bulls season so far. But again, it's things that happen like this. The turnovers as well. The Bulls were just the silly turnovers and outside of the turnovers, right? The one thing that I want to talk about on this as well is, is the times where the passes get fumbled, right? But it's not a turnover, but it allows the defense to set up. There are so many opportunities where this Bulls team has a chance to attack the defense, whether it be through a drive, whether it be through an open shot because there's enough space, and they just they bobble the passes, right, where they don't secure that pass first, and then it allows the defense to really close out on them. A lot of missed opportunities is that as well. The rebounding game in this one, even with Andre Drummond back, only playing 12 minutes in this game, um, we got out-rebounded. It was, what, 50-something to – it was 50-35. to 35. 
huge rebounding discrepancy as well, not in the favor of the Chicago Bulls. These are the things that the Bulls that the Bulls do have in their control. The rebounding, there are going to be times where you out rebounded. That's fine. The amount of second chance points we allowed, that's not fine. But the rebounding, okay. But cleanly getting passes to people, cleanly catching the ball first, right? Before you try to move and attack the travel calls. Now, I will say in this game, the Pelicans did get called for a lot of travels as well. But it's those type of things that the Bulls need to absolutely tighten up in their game if they want to be taken seriously during this season. Now, we know the Bulls are 6-7, and seven, and while this has sent a lot of sky-is-falling Bulls fans in a tizzy, understandably so to a degree, the Bulls have, they, they, they've shown it, they've flashed it, they've shown that they can beat the good teams. This isn't like last season where most of our wins came against bottom feeders in the league. That's not where we've been. We've beaten some of the better teams in the NBA during this run. We've lost to some of them too. But the Bulls have to tighten up the things that are in their control if they, if like, that, that it takes the referee and the officiating out of the game to a certain extent, right? Officiating is always going to impact the game, and, and that has been a problem for the Bulls so far this season. But the things that are in the Bulls' control, shooting better, right? I have been and said very vocally that I don't think the Bulls are going to make a major deal this season. They probably will go to the bio market. They'll probably go, but we need to shoot the ball better, period. Io has to shoot the ball better. Patrick Williams has to shoot the ball better. And this is not to be back on the P, on the, on the passive P bandwagon because that's not the case. Patrick Williams played excellently defensively during this game. He shot the ball okay. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. He only took seven shots, hit three of them. Okay. The defense, the weak side defense from Patrick Williams in this game, four blocks, solid. But we need the team to shoot better, especially down the stretches of game. Goran Dragic, as much as he did shoot well, 6 for 11, only 1 for 5 from 3-point range. The Bulls shot 7 of 27 from 3-point range. They need to get better looks at the basket. They need to get better shots. Now, Andre Drummond, his first game back after being 6 games away, it was this was the 13th game of the season, so he's missed almost half the Bulls games. I didn't expect him to be right back to being the Andre Drummond that we have come to see over the course of the season. But again, he didn't have his normal impact either. His minutes were down. He did have the highest plus minus of any bull on the floor. So when he was out there, he was playing pretty well. Vooch also stepping up down the stretch, making some key buckets for the Chicago Bulls down the stretch of this game. Did not rebound as well, but some key baskets down the stretch um, of this game. And way better defense in the second half than he played in the first half. He got cooked in the first half of this game. But these are the things that are in the Bulls' control. And while, yes, the refereeing, the officiating, there are going to be a lot of Bulls creators that talk about the officials and the way that this game was officiated, rightfully so. But what we're seeing from the Bulls, much like last season, where I pointed out some of the things that the Bulls were doing, even during a win streak, was going to come back to bite them in their ass. This time, we're not on a win streak, so hopefully it's received a little bit better. The Bulls need to tighten up these aspects of their game, absolutely. If they want to be able to have some success, Six, and by that, I mean get to the playoffs. And I mean win a playoff series. If they want to do that, they have to tighten this up. And shout out to DeMar DeRozan for after the game in this interview, really holding himself accountable, not shying away from the fact that he had a, a costly turnover with 18 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, we were down by three. Yeah, it's not guaranteed that we would have got three points, but we know DeMar's usually going to get a bucket. He said this, that was on me. I'll take it. It wasn't nobody else's fault. It was on me. Shout out for the accountability, King. But at the end of the day, we need to see the production. And while DeMar has been still and was in this game the king of the fourth, which we need and we love to see, Zach Levine has to be better down the stretch. He has to be. He has to be. When we're talking about shooting, Zach Levine is probably the best shooter on this roster right now, right? Because Kobe's out. And he's, even then, he's still a better shooter than Kobe, right? But with that being said, 
He can't go three for 12 in a game that's tight down the stretch. This team needs to fix the things that they can fix and control. The, the officiating, the refereeing, they can't control that. The, they need to be able to fix the things that are within their control in these games to make sure that even if they do have a bad officiating night, it's not as detrimental to the team if you're playing better and eliminating the mental mistakes that this team has been making consistently. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. That's what I want to see this team eliminate. Those mental mistakes got to go. Now, another thing that you're going to hear outside of the mistakes that were made on the court by the Chicago Bulls is just simply Billy Donovan's rotation. Now, Patrick Williams, who played solid defense this whole game, was one of, in the game where we needed size, needed length, he guarded Zion excellently in that first half. And then even in, in the third quarter, second half, he was on Brandon Ingram a lot. Did solid, played solid defense against Brandon Ingram. But then when Brandon Ingram started cooking, Patrick Williams was not in the game. Billy Donovan left Patrick Williams sitting on the bench during the key run of the fourth quarter where you needed size, you needed defense. And the reason why I say that is because the Bulls were scoring with, with the Pelicans, right? The Bulls, that, that, that like three-minute stretch where it was Brandon Ingram and DeMar DeRozan on back-to-back possessions going at it, who was going to score, who was going to get their team up, was great and amazing to see. But guess what? Most of those points that Brandon Ingram scored at that point were on Alex Caruso and Javante Green. That was a time where we needed to see Patrick Williams get in the game and his defense could have helped. And it wasn't because Patrick Williams was in foul trouble. Patrick Williams only one foul, personal foul called on him in the game. That is on the coach. He made a decision to go with Javante, go with Derrick Jones Jr., go with Goran Dragic, and not have Io and Patrick Williams out there when you needed some defense. Now, the Io thing, I can kind of understand that, and I said that on the post-game show. I can kind of understand having Goran in there because you did need some shooting. Goran was shooting better, um, so I can understand that to a degree. But, the, but not having Patrick Williams when you needed size, you needed length, that is an issue of the head coach. And overall, some of Billy Donovan's rotations and lineups in this game specifically and in games where the team faces length is highly questionable. We're already a team that doesn't have a lot of size on this team. And we had Andre Drummond back in this game. I can understand if he was on a minutes restriction. He didn't look like himself. But down the stretch of this game is a game where you needed Patrick Williams in. And while Derrick Jones Jr. also had two blocks in this game and used his link greatly in his 11 minutes playing for this team, it's not like Patrick Williams. It's not the size. It's not the strength. It's not. They didn't play the defense that Patrick Williams had played up until that point. That is why I, I, I say things like, Billy Donovan is a solid NBA coach. Is he a great NBA coach? No. But we need to see some of these things tighten up for Billy Donovan as well while we're calling the players and holding them accountable. Billy got to be held accountable too. And some of Billy's lineup, some of his rotations, some of his decision-making and lack of adjustments during key stretches of games shoot this team in the foot as well sometimes. And sometimes we're able to overcome it because DeMar is just that good. We're able to overcome it because Zach 
has a hot quarter, we're able to overcome it because Io may get hot from behind or Goran Dragic may get hot, may get hot. But at the end of the day, some of Billy Donovan's rotations, some of his decision-making, some of the lack of adjustments hurt the Bulls greatly. And that's something that also needs to be tightened up for the Chicago Bulls team. This loss is on them. Yes, the referees and officiating played a big and huge part of this game as well. I don't want to understate that. But this loss, the things that the Bulls did, the players and the coaching staff also have to hold the accountability for this L because they should not have been and, and didn't necessarily have to be in that position. Now, there were a lot of ticky-tack fouls called. There were a lot of fouls that were called that, that weren't fouls that, like I said, Stacey King, the broadcast team, did a great job of pointing out. But this team just, just did not do enough down the stretch. And I hope to see this team make some improvements, some key improvements that are needed as we go forward. We're still at home. We got Denver on Sunday. Hopefully the Bulls can play better and do better then because Lord knows we're going to need it. We're going to need the Bulls to step up and play a lot better, man, a lot better. But that's my thoughts on that. You guys can let me know what you think on it down below. Now, before we go, I want to talk about this because it's been building steam and it's something that I haven't really quite done and talked about too much because I just think it's stupid. I don't think it's going to happen. But Anthony Davis, is it seems like he's going to be made available by the Los Angeles Lakers. And there's this article on Pimpin' Ain't Easy that, you know, says that it's a buy low option for the opportunity for the Bulls. And there's no buying low on Anthony Davis and his contract. What the Bulls would have to give up. And I know a lot of Bulls fans are asking, should the Bulls trade for Anthony Davis? What does that do? Does this make them a championship team? Adding Anthony Davis to this core, how does that look? It's not going to happen, people. This Anthony Davis trade, I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see the Bulls giving up what is needed um, to bring in a player like Anthony Davis because you know the, the, the Lakers are going to be looking for either uh, key young talent. They're going to be looking for draft picks because they don't really have any. They've given up so many of their draft picks as well. Um, but when you look at Anthony Davis' salary, averaging $37.9 million, so $37 million, it's not going to happen. There's really not a, a, a permutation that makes sense for the Bulls to get that deal done. People can say, well, throw in Vooch, right? Vooch gets you most of the way there with his $20 million contract. Throw in Kobe White. That gets you part of the way there. That you're, you're mostly there at that point. I tell you this right now, right? For those that complain about, about Nikola Vucevic's defense, the fact that Anthony Davis is a reluctant to even play center, you're going to be frustrated. Now, let's say this. Is there a possibility that if it's made available, if the Bulls are able to hold on to most of their draft picks, keep in mind, they, they can't even trade a lot of their draft picks. It's not even the fact of will they or won't they. Because of how many draft picks they've given up and the fact that it's already spaced out, the Bulls can't really trade their own first-round pick I think until the 2027 pick. 2026, it may be. maybe 2026. It's not going to happen. And even if it did, Anthony Davis, 29 years old, still fairly young, right? But the amount of missing 88 games over the course of the last two seasons, Anthony Davis, who came into this saying, saying, saying one of his goals is to play all 82. Anthony Davis is also under contract until the 2024-25 season. This season, his contract is $37.9 million. It balloons up to $40 million the last two years of the contract. It's not happening. The Anthony Davis trade is not happening. I know a lot of Bulls fans will clamor for it. A lot of Bulls fans, because he's from Chicago, all this. He even said at one point in time, back in 2019, that he's, exact quote, I mean, this is definitely uh, my hometown. If the opportunity ever presents itself and when that time comes, I definitely consider it. But for those that talk about Zach Levine being injury prone, I don't know if it like, I just, I don't see it happening. I don't see the Anthony Davis trade happening. Even if it did, while it would add a lot of talent to this team, Anthony Davis is statistically having a good season. But if you watch the basketball, he's not playing very well. out. Like uh, he's just a guy. 
right? I just look at it. Anthony Davis is kind of just a guy. A guy that can get you 20 and 10, but still just a guy. But I know that a lot of you guys do want it. You, a lot of you guys are considering in it. And the injury history, while turns me around, but I don't even know if the Lakers do it. And if what the Lakers will want back, I don't know if the Chicago Bulls are able to give that. Now, I do have a video dropping on the members only a part that I will be going over some of the stupidest Anthony Davis trade uh, to Bulls trade rumors. But at the end of the day, I don't see it happening for the Chicago Bulls. I don't even know if I necessarily want it to happen. Um, but let me know what you guys think on that one down below. But that is it for today's episode. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail for our Saturday and Sunday mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls, love you guys, and see red. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.